are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Seminoles. Happy Saturday, everybody, and you know what day it is. You know what time it is. It's your boy, Drake. I am here with Mr. Danny Domino himself for our Week 7 Pick'em Pod. The Thick Tribunal is here to help you thicken up your walls. Danny boy, how's it going, my guy? Oh, I'm doing good, Drake. Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's a, you know, we kind of have to talk about... Uh, I know we're having you back on, but uh, it, the past few weeks haven't uh, been a little kind to you, my guy. Do you have any, any thoughts or, uh, or things you want to say to the audience? Last uh, last few weeks, I've been getting beat up a little bit. You know, it's like a boxing boxing match. First couple weeks, I threw my punches. Just got to absorb these in the last couple weeks and uh, keep moving forward. Hey, you're not wrong about that. And folks, that's why they call gambling and not winning. Not winning. You taught me that, I think, week two. And listen, I, you know, I went even. I got the records up right here. Let me pull them up really quickly. So as you can see here, folks, that we overall we did okay. I mean, like I went six and six, you know, for a five hundred average. Danny though had a little bit of a rough week, especially in that six shooter with a four and eight. But his bankroll builder did hit. We did agree on our one out of four and a half. We did not hit the double down because Dan Mullen is a terrible, terrible college head coach. Dan Mullen, I have no idea how you can be so bad at your job that you lose a game and still get the other head coach fired. But we are not here to discuss the games of the past. We are here to discuss the games of this weekend as we record this on Wednesday. Danny, let's go to the first game on your slate. I'm going to start it off just like I did last week. I'm going bankroll builder, and I'm going Oklahoma State. Um, right now I'm seeing them at plus 225. That The plus 225 line gives an implied winning percentage of 31%. If you're going to tell me Oklahoma State's only winning this game one out of three times against Iowa State, I'm not believing it. Uh, again, pretty much I'm going to hit on the same points as last week. They're 3-0 against ranked teams. And I think people are starting to come back around on Iowa State for that preseason hype. But if you really look at it, um, if you take out their wins, their 59-7 win against Kansas and their 48-3 win over UNLV, who – those two might be the two of the bottom 10 programs in the country. Um, they're only averaging 24 points a game. They're giving up 22. Um, so they do have some common opponents. They they lost to Baylor. Oklahoma State beat them. They beat Kansas State. Oklahoma State also beat Kansas State. Um, so they should have some pretty good film. Um, but, man, I just this Oklahoma State team, I, I got a good feeling about them. I love Iowa State and sort of hedge for me because I have a lot of – Iowa State futures out there, their conference wins, to them to win the Big 12. But Oklahoma State plus 225, big time. And it hits the trend that I've been talking about the last couple of weeks. Dogs of seven or more with totals under 48. Huge win percentage, went 4-2 last weekend. I'm going to be on Oklahoma State plus seven. But more importantly, I'll be on a plus 225, winning the game outright. Yeah, this game's weird to me primarily. I was one of those big proponents last year and entering this year that Iowa State's a very good football team, whether it be their head coach, Matt Campbell, their quarterback, Brock Purdy, a.k.a. Chubba's older brother, and probably one of the top five, maybe the top five <coughs> in the country at, with Charlie Kohler. But they've probably, I don't know whether they've lacked, they have not met their expectations or this is just who they are now that everyone, now that the spotlight is on them. And then with Oklahoma State, 
they're quietly one of the better teams in the country, even though I personally don't think that they're the eighth best team in the country. I think their quarterback, Spencer Sanders, isn't particularly great. But I do like the value of 225. I'm not going to ride with you with, with the money line, though. I'm going to actually take Oklahoma State plus seven with the points. I think it's a really close game. I think Oklahoma State has a chance to win the game. But I'll be taking the spread here. So, folks, for the bankroll builder with Danny, take Oklahoma State plus 225. And if you're not as gutsy as Danny, you want to ride with me, it'll be on the safer side. Take Oklahoma State plus seven. Now, Daniel, where yes. are we off to next? Um, I'm I'm going down to the great state of Texas, uh, and I'm going to take Houston here, minus 13, against an ECU Pirate squad who we uh, wrote as our double down a couple weeks ago against UCF. Um, if you look at their conference games, Houston, they're winning 37-17. to 17. Um, this defense is legit. It's a legit group, uh, group of five defense that can definitely cause problems. They're both on bye weeks as well. I do like taking unders with both teams coming off a bye, a little more time to prepare, maybe, you know, not as smooth coming out on offense, but I'm not touching that. Uh, give me Houston minus 13. Um, I think this, I think this Houston seems legit on both sides of the ball. And I expect I'm going to be riding this train for a while. I really so badly want to bend against you on this, mainly because I am not a believer in Dana Holgerson. I personally am not. I don't understand why he left the solid situation that he had at West Virginia and go back to Houston. He's formerly from Houston, right? Like that's where he's going. So. Yeah. yeah. And then their their quarterback Clayton Toon. I, I'm not a big big believer actually in him either. The thing is though, with ECU, the reason we were so high on ECU against UCF is we knew how bad UCF became when Dylan Gabriel got out. And they also were missing their starting running back in Isaiah Bowser. Yeah. And ECU, I, I said before, I said again, like that is a team that every year you have no idea what you're going to get. And they either cause chaos and they embrace chaos. Every year they have some weird games, man, that are not even close to the spread. Not even close. Um, I'm going to stay away from this one mainly because I'm trying to find a reason to take it. And, if I have to, and one of my big rules is if I have to do that, and it's probably wise for me to sit this one out. I agree well, with I'm that saying, rule. I'm sitting this one out. Danny, ride with Danny at Houston minus 13 for one of his picks. And I feel you have another pick in the state of Texas, actually, for the rest of the week. Uh, Yeah, so I actually have two picks here. Uh, I'm going to be a roadrunner, beep, beep. Um, UTSA <laughs> minus six and a half here. Um, and their team total over 33 and a half. Um, Louisiana Tech just lost to UTEP. And UTEP had four turnovers. They lost 19 to 7. Um, you can't lose to UTEP. UTEP's a good story so far, but they're not a great team. Um, but, you know, in Louisiana Tech, they, they played close games, which is sort of weird. Five of their six games have been one possessions. That includes games against SMU and uh, Mississippi State, but that also includes game against Southeast Louisiana. So you're not really sure what you're getting with them. I know what I'm getting with UTSA. Their quarterback has a 14 to three touchdown to pick ratio. They have an 800 yard running back. I believe his name's McKissick or something like that. One of the best running backs in the country that you've probably never heard of. And they have three wide receivers approaching 500 yards. They have no real like number one on the outside, but they have three solid options, which I think is huge um, because – Louisiana Tech gives up 460 yards per game. Wow. 
the Roadrunners are going to do their thing. They're ranked for the first time in program history coming out. I don't think there's a letdown spot here. If you read anything about their coach, I forget his name, but ESPN's all over him. You know, there's articles on all different outlets with him and his connections in the Texas Texas State. He's one of the most influential people. Some people in the high school community say he's more influential than Gary Patterson. Um, yeah, so keep an eye out for this team. Not only this year, if he stays, this is a team in the next couple years could be the next Coastal. Just saying. So I'm on UTSA minus six and a half, team total over 33 and a half. I'll take it any way you want to give it to me. Uh, Danny, this is why I feel we're so simpatico with this. I'm a huge fan of the Roadrunners. If any of you guys follow me on Twitter, at Tally underscore underscore Drake, I dropped my own personal AP ballot probably every before they dropped the ones on Sunday. And I've had UTSA in the top 25 the past three weeks. To me, this is probably one of the best teams in the country. They're the best team, obviously, in the Conference USA. And that's also why that they are the official Danny and Drake double down of the week with UTSA minus six and a half. I love this team for all Danny reasons said to all for all the reasons Danny said. Like to me, this that's a, it's a great offense. They and that particularly easier schedule and the team they're playing is I think it's kind of overrated. They're not good. They're not really that good at all whatsoever. So folks, take Danny and Drake's double down officially with UTSA minus six and a half. I'm not going to double down with the over 33 and a half, but I will give you my blessing and ride with you as well. Folks, take UTSA team total over 33 and a half. Ride with the boys, and we will make you some money this weekend. Now, Danny, there is a rivalry occurring actually also this weekend. It's not one of the – it's not a state rivalry. It's not even a conference rivalry, but it's a rivalry of blue bloods. Take us down over to – is it in Southern Cal or is it over in South Bend? I think it's in South Bend. You Take can't even say conference rivalry because Notre Dame isn't in a conference, which is a whole story on itself, but we won't mm-hmm. get started on that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to be on the uh, USC Notre Dame over 57 and a half here. Um, UCL, uh, USC game, sorry, their totals average 59 and a half. Notre Dame's average 55 and a uh, third. But if you take out USC's first game against uh, San Jose State, that total jump, their average is 64 in their last five games. If you take out the Cincinnati game for Notre Dame, their total jumps to 59. Um, Drake London is much as must see TV. Told you about Calvin Austin the third a couple weeks ago in Memphis. Drake London is probably the best receiver in the country right now. Uh, the stats here put is putting up is incredible. He's really damn good. He's really good. Um, but both these defenses, this is a story. They both give up almost 400 yards of offense, and neither one of them has played a particularly hard offensive schedule. They're both in like the 380s. Wait, really? Um, yeah. Which, That's yeah. surprising. Yeah. Uh, this over 57 has hit in four out of six USC games. It's hit in half the Notre Dame games. But again, saying they're not going against a huge offensive team. They played Wisconsin in one of them, and then they had the game against Cincinnati. So, I mean, I love this over. I don't think USC can stop a nosebleed. I think Notre Dame's going to get their offense right here a little bit, but I don't think anyone's really stopping this USC offense. I love this over 57 and a half. I'd play this. This is going to hit in the third quarter. Third quarter. It's a two-unit play. Why not? Two units. Two units on this. Two units on it. 
folks, I actually had to cut out a portion of this. I actually asked Danny. I was debating taking the under going up against him on this, but then he informed me that out of the six games that Notre Dame has played, the over has hit four t- four times. Three even of though, them. Sorry, three of them. Even though the Wisconsin game, it was because of, what, two pick sixes and a kick six in the, in the fourth yeah. quarter? Some fluke yeah. stuff, but, but but that over hit. So if you want to talk over records, but – uh, yeah, USC Notre Dame over 57 and a half, two units. I think this hits in the third quarter. I'm also not touching this either. I actually have a different play on this game over reveal on my six shooter, but the total, I like the under better in this one. But if Danny, you know, comes out with these stats and these trends and he's kind of convincing me that, you know what, Drake, as your friend, sit back, relax, just watch and enjoy the game and take something watch else. Score. I'm going to listen to him. So, folks, I will be sitting out, but if you want to ride with Danny, the point hungry man over here take USC Notre Dame over 57 and a half in South Bend. And now, Daniel, I think we need to take a little bit of a trip to the mile high city, Colorado. Yeah. You know. I hear some dogs barking over there. My one last week didn't go too well because Western Michigan scored uh, four touchdowns in a span, I believe, five minutes. Sort of blew that one out of the water. That was um, so bad. That was terrible. That was Awful. Awful. Yeah, I was like, I like looked at halftime. I was like, oh, this is pretty close. And I looked in the third quarter. I was like, yep, this lost. Um, I'm on Colorado plus nine. Love the buffs here. A couple different metrics I looked at, including PFF Green Line, says that Colorado would be the favorite on a neutral site. And they're catching nine here. Um, and I can tell you there's no college football stadiums worth 10 points for home field advantage, especially not Cal Berkeley. Um, this Colorado team, their record is not good, but they lost to uh, Texas A&M by three, and it was a four-point game with Arizona State in the third quarter. They showed they've can, they can hang with some of the better teams. And this Cal team gives up 400 yards per game. Anytime you're telling me a team that gives that up is almost a double-digit favorite, I'm immediately catches my eye. And Cal's only wins against D1AA Sacramento State, I believe. Sacramento State or Cal Poly, I'm not sure on that. But then again, like I said, with Oklahoma State, this hits that trend that I love. Conference uh, dogs of more than seven with totals under 48. So I'm all over the buffs here. Colorado plus nine, sign me up. Yeah, Danny, I'm actually going to take the Colorado plus nine with you as well. I love Colorado. I think I was one of the few people that took them against Texas A&M primarily because I, whenever Jimbo like runs into a defensive game plan or an offensive game plan that makes him try to go faster, he always just absolutely the bet. And with Colorado – Plus nine, I love that play. And the fact you told me that they, they they would be favored on a neutral site field. Multiple metrics said that. And I was like, I don't know if that's right, but two different places had it. So I'm, I'm going to ride with the, the analytical people here and and do it. And again, I mean, this Colorado team, they weren't firing on all cylinders last year. A lot of people had Colorado as a team that can surprise people in the back 12 this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep riding with it. I'll gladly take the buffs. Run Ralphie run. Yeah, I mean here, run Ralphie run. Yeah, they're not a bad team. And also like with analytics, like I love those. And like I know we have this debate where between about you know whether you go with your analytics or you go with your gut. My gut's telling me to go with the analytics, the best mm-hmm. of both worlds. Okay, no those those. So folks, ride with Danny and I at Colorado plus nine. And Danny, it's about that time. 
think it's, it's about, about that time. time. It's about that time. Six-year time, Danny. Put him up. I'm going to give you a minute on the clock to get. The I'm going to redeem rolling. myself this last. You're going to redeem yourself. Redeem myself. Six and L here. Six and L. I'm about to say, I think you were fine on the regular picks. And I mean, you said you, the trend was four and two last week. I'm pretty sure all four of those, four of those were the only wins you had last week. So, okay, well, that's chill because you didn't count my Kentucky plus 22 pick. Uh, you didn't confirm that on the show, folks. <laughs> you didn't confirm that on the show. So, Danny, let me know when you're ready and take a drink of water quick. Drink of water. And, folks, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, either on our podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from. And also like and share this YouTube page. Hit the little bell to get a reminder and notification whenever we go live or whenever a video drops. Danny, you're good to go in five, four, three, two, one. All right, I'm taking LSU Ole Miss under 76, rumors of a limited or no Matt Corral. And between these two teams, they've played 13 games. It's only hurt, hit three of the 13 times. I'm taking that under. Ohio State minus 20, let's effing go. Indiana is not good. Give me Ohio State minus 20. Buffalo minus 11. Akron is a terrible football team. Buffalo is just bad. I think this is an ugly matching game. Give me Buffalo minus 11. Western Kentucky, minus 15, go Hilltoppers, and I'm fading Florida International the rest of the year. Georgia Tech, UVA, over 62. Last three for Georgia Tech have averaged 66. Uh, UVA's last five have averaged 65. Hammering that over, and then give me Utah, minus three. That's the best team in the Pac-12 going up to Corvallis against my Beavers. That had to be under a minute. You had 50 seconds. Wow. Wow! I had, one, I had one bullet point per game. I couldn't. I limited the information. You I, see, this is what Mike Norvell means by one percent better every single day. I know I give Max Black for using that, but Danny got one percent better by actually practicing and keeping it succinct and to the point. I commend you for that. What was my time? Because I practiced it and I was at fifty. You got forty nine point eight seconds. Oh, I was at fifty three point four. You were with the quickness. You were with the quickness. Uh-huh. That's like some. That's like some Chris Johnson, CJ, two K forty, like sub four three, four two five kind of stuff right there. Yeah, that's hey. Listen, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. All right. All right. I'm I'll pulling up my clock here. You pulling up your clock? Oh yeah. Well, I got. You can pull up yours, but I want to make sure. Uh, no, you're, yeah, no, you're, you're not editing the video, like, folks. We have a little comment <laughs> to see who who finishes up the stuff first. So, Danny, let me know when I'm ready to go. All right. You ready? Three, two, one, go. All right, folks, take Michigan and Northwestern under 50 and a half. I don't believe in this Michigan offense. Northwestern, for some reason, been turning up a little bit, so go with the under 50 and a half. I'm actually going to go up against his Utah pick. I'm going Oregon State plus three. I think Oregon State actually is the most underrated team in the country and sneakily maybe the one of the best teams in the Pac-12. Next, give me Army, Wake under 52 and a half. I think Wake has a very, very good defensive team, defensive efficiency, and Army just takes too much time. And next is NC State minus three. They should be favored by seven because Miami is not good. Then give me the pick Clemson under at 48. I think Clemson defense is still pretty damn good, and they might be able to slow down Kenny Pickett. And then lastly, give me USC plus seven to beat Notre Dame because Notre Dame, to me, is the most overrated team in the country, and Jack Cohn is still the quarterback. What was my time again? 49.8. 49. <laughs> 49.4. Woo! With the quickness, baby. With the <sighs> quickness. Man. Oh, I did it all in one breath. I feel that too. <laughs> That's why I always have to take a drink. Oh, man. That was great. That was great. But, folks, 
We love having you here. It was a smaller slate today because, unfortunately, you know, we got a lot of travel going on between all three of us here. But we will have this episode to you as you hear it on Saturday. Hopefully, you enjoyed the Trey Rowland episode that we were dropping Thursday and Friday of this week. Hopefully, you can catch that over on YouTube, the visual format, or wherever it's your podcast from. Danny and I are probably also going to be doing, doing Maxion. Also, that'll be on Tuesdays. It'll be a little shorter, a little treat for you, and probably be exclusively on the YouTube page. So Maxion Max and Fun Belt. Maxion and Fun Belt. We're all about that Maxion, and we're all about the Fun Belt over here on Locked on Seminoles. And, folks, just have a great weekend. Happy gambling. Best of luck to your bets. For Drake, that was Danny. We'll see you next time on Locked on Seminoles, baby. Let's go. Let's go.